All right. Yep, that's why. Okay, I'm ready. Ready? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your finger's not on the button. Oh. You think I'm good? I think I've had a couple beers in me. Four IPAs. I I should be good. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Here we go. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, a beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And I paddled south for this episode. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Dolan brought this one back. Tell us what, tell us the the circumstances uh, around you bringing back this beer from Paddled South Brewing Company in High Point, North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my wife is an interior designer um, here in Omaha. Uh, In every year, twice a year actually, um, they have the High Point Market. And what the High Point Market is, is, is um, everything, furniture, art, anything that you would need as an architect, as an interior design, as um, just somebody who's really like as a furniture store, I mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like furniture sales reps and stuff there, too. Um, they have a show room, several showrooms. Like I'm talking like the whole town is just a bunch of tall buildings with empty rooms because they thrive off of this high point market. Okay. There's not even in the whole town there was two bars, the the Paddle South Brewery and then there was another place just down the street. There is nothing to do there because it is the furniture capital of the United States. Furniture capital. Yeah. Like, do they make furniture there? Or they just uh, yeah, show so, it up? So both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, furniture manufacturers there and then there is um, the stores or the showrooms, uh, if you will. So we went to that. Uh, it was crazy. The first day we went um, six floors and one building and I'm like, whoa, this is cool. And then they were like, oh yeah, this spans like you know, five blocks. So, and we only went through six floors. Apparently it went up to like floor nine and just the one building, uh, in each little store, like had their own showroom. So every floor had at least 20 different companies there. Like, dang, it's like a big trade show. It's huge, huge. And it kind of felt fun because I had just got back from Travcon Mm -hmm. Um, and so I got to be the one to wear the badge and get scanned everywhere I went. Mm. (laughs) Um, and it, I mean, it was interesting. And then like every little showroom had food, had, uh, you know, drinks and like I was getting hammered. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It's like hammered and sitting in all these different couches. Like, (laughs) yeah, it was, it was great checking out all these different light fixtures and, like so what's the yeah. agenda what's the main plan to go do they want you to come here and buy stuff uh both so okay. and it depends on what you're doing right so if you are um a let's say the owner of a furniture store right and you're selling to the interior designer firms or to the architect firms or whatever uh, interior decorating firms whatever you are going there to um strike a deal with them 
like stock your store with their mm, product okay. uh, or you are um, an interior designer and you are scanning the product codes into your own database so that way you know okay if somebody wants x thing i know exactly where to buy it from um so it's it's a little bit of both (laughs) and then there's you know the personal aspect of it too like i'm pretty sure we bought a couch while we were there but (laughs) um (laughs) we won't talk about that well (laughs) we haven't pulled the trigger on it but we went through the whole thing sat in the couch sales rep did his thing he sold me on this couch it was so I want the couch so bad. And then it was all customs. You pick your leather, you pick oh, whatever. Yeah. And that, and that's exactly what it was. Like most of these places were custom, um, just because they were selling to a lot of interior designers. So, sure. you know, if there was an art piece, they were like, we can change the color of this if you want. Yeah. Or if there was a couch, like we make it in like 30 different leathers and, yeah. you know, hmm. just different colors and all that stuff. So, um, it was, uh, an experience. It's an industry I know nothing about, but sure, yeah. you know, I support my wife in it. So, yeah. um, it was really cool. I'm guessing most people don't know about this. Oh no, no. I mean, I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. None whatsoever. And there was, there was people everywhere. Uh, but they I have went, hotels in this town. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. They have hotels. Um, just we, for this thing, we actually stayed in, uh, winston-salem mm-hmm. area um which was like a 20 minute drive or so um but yeah so there was one of those days where it was actually the second day um it was a sunday because nfl was on um and i was like you remember that yeah okay it's eleven thirty, guys i'm gonna uh go find this brewery and work um Work. So, huh. no, I did. I, Mark. I worked. Watched the Packers play football. <laughs> um, I turned on the Packers and mm-hmm. uh, was doing a bunch of um, a travel expense reports. So, oh, there you go. And then I got to talking to the uh, brewer and owner of Paddled South. Um, he, it was interesting. Uh, him and his wife and a business party partner. So there's three people involved in this brewery. Um, they came from somewhere northeast. I can't remember exactly where, mm-hmm. but then they paddled south oh. to High Point, North Carolina, and that's where they got the name. Um, they they actually, I think they opened the brewery before they had a name. Um, mm. I can't wow. remember how exactly that went, uh, but they had like one name in mind, and then. Uh, they were like, oh, you know, we just paddled south. And then they both stopped and they're like, that's it. Paddled hmm. South Brewery. Um, so it was really cool. The uh, brewer and owner was serving the beer all day. Um, there's a food place next door. Uh, they've got like sandwiches and salads and you can actually order it from him and he will uh, walk it over and dang and, this guy's busy. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah, he's he's busy. There was a lot of people walking in and they were like whoa yeah we're here for the market and like this is the first year we've ever found anything like food wise or drink wise near the market because there is nothing there it's all showrooms it's it's just Hmm. a weird town um and uh so so i was talking to them like is there really nothing to do here and they're like yeah no no there's there's nothing to do here so your best bet is to come here and drink and eat or you know go go down the street to this other bar or whatever but uh, super cool inside. Um, it did give me kind of like surfer vibes or kayaking vibes, um, mm-hmm. if you will. It was it was open. The front door was a garage door looking thing. Um, they let the wind in and out. Uh, yeah, and very small, 
amount of taps. He also did wines. Wines oh. was another oh, thing that he was into. Um, I don't know if we've yeah. ever had a brewery oh. that made wine. Yeah, well. yeah, mm, it was it was uh, it was really cool. I didn't try any of the wine, um, but there was a couple because you were working, right? I was yeah. working. Yeah, you know, I just had a flight and a half of beer. You yeah, know, that's fine. Those are little, <laughs> little pours. Um, but, I call that lunch. I yeah, don't know. exactly. <laughs> I was drinking um, a pumpkin beer after I did my flight and kind of tried everything, and then uh, um, I fell in love with this one. It's the the Nutty Blonde. It's supposed to be peanut butter and honey. That's exactly what it is. Um, yep. That's totally what it is. Yeah, and so yep. I think we've done a peanut butter honey beer on here before, something like that maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, yeah, that one was my favorite. And then uh, he had a, uh, oh my gosh, a darker beer, um, a double bock. A, a oh, doppelbock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you mm. go. That was really good, but I didn't bring that one back. So I wondered about this. So I didn't read any of your notes ahead of time. Like I thought, I went in blind to this, and I thought, okay, what what am I going to do? But first of all, where is High Point? Like I yeah. want to know where that is. Never heard of it. No. So it is smack in between Greensboro and Winston Salem, like oh, okay. right in between. Now it's a little south. Like it's south of each of those. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't surprise me. Twenty minutes from each. Yeah. That's that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Well, and I know we have quite a bit of travelers in the Greensboro area, mm-hmm. just so. North Carolina in general. We've yeah, North Carolina, Winston yeah. Salem. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I looked this up because I'm interested. If I've never heard of the place, how yeah. big is it? Yeah. yeah. So right now, High Point, as of 2020, that was the last time uh, it, they did a, a population survey. 113,000 people. Hmm. But then there was a graph, because Google gives you all of this or whatever, and the graph was clearly going up. So I went all the way back as far as I could go. So 1990, they were 69,000 people. So it doubled. So clearly this industry, right, yeah, yeah, has has changed that city quite a bit. It's Hmm. wild. That's wild. Now, how many people from Greensboro or Winston-Salem live there and then commute? To work, yeah. Right. Like Elkhorn, Gretna, commute Mm -hmm. into Omaha kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Same sort of thing. So, you know, how many, what does that have to do versus the, Mm -hmm. the, this industry that you're talking about, Dolan? Well, and the other thing about it is, um, it's only an hour from Raleigh, Durham area, Mm -hmm. and it's only an hour from Charlotte. It's like right in the middle between those two towns. I mean, triangular middle or whatever, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I just never thought that there would be a town that would, uh, base their entire existence around furniture and art think about um, what do what does every person have in their house yeah beer well okay <laughs> oh, besides that yes besides oh, that. furniture, there furniture. You go. Yes. There yeah. You go. Uh, yeah you said uh, triangular here that's because it's in the triad oh the okay oh. these guys were the winner of triad's best oh so hmm. similar to like we heard last episode about phoenix's best mm-hmm. These guys were the winner of the triads best. You want to know the other cities in the triad? Yep. Yeah. Greensboro. Yep. Yeah. Winston-Salem. Yep. Nice. So they make a triangle. You get to vote. There you go. And these guys won. There you go. Here's some of the other beers maybe you had, maybe you didn't. Oh, but I had a lot what I saw, Yeah. Um, of tiny samples. Okay. Um, Hazy Sean. Yep. I had that one. Hazy IPA. 7.9%. He mm-hmm. had a small pour. Farmer's Daughter. I had that one too. American IPA, six point yeah. five. American IPA, yeah. So yeah. like a mountain IPA, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it was it was more pale ale. 
Okay. Ish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tangerine Heat it was oh, a wheat beer. Yes. Four point five. I had that one. Yeah. How about the Golden Bullet? Not the Silver Bullet. The oh, Golden, the golden bullet. bullet was a Belgian single, so six point six percent. I didn't have that one. Mm. The Ichabod. That's what you had, probably. The Pumpkin Spice Ale. Yes. Six point nine percent. That one was so good. Really? So um, good. Yeah. yeah. Motorboat meal. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Just about out of beer. <laughs> I spit some beer out there. <laughs> motorboat meal. So a motorboat oatmeal stout. Eight <laughs> percent. <laughs> I did have that one. And then they had one called the Manana del Sol. Oh, that one is the one that I brought back with this sour one. Sour tart ale. So good. It was pomegranate sour. Oh. Yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. good. Um, they had the logo that we see on the can, the the oars is cool. Mm-hmm. They had a beer. I don't know if it was a beer. Maybe it was the IPA. It had a skull in the middle of those oars. Oh. Some stuff oh, around it. That looked really cool. The Dia... <clears throat> They well, had a something. beer around it. Did they? Okay. Yeah, it was a, I was it, like, ooh, that's neat. Their Mexican lager. Okay. Because oh. it was kind of reminiscent a little bit of like the fairy nectar, but mm-hmm. the skull was more realistic, I guess. Oh. I would mm. say. Okay. Those guys won. I was talking about the Triads Best. Mm-hmm. Here's what they won. Best Brewery. Okay. So out of those, and there's breweries in Winston-Salem and Greensboro. Absolutely. Best Male Bartender. That's Whoa. a category. That's a category? And guess what? who won? Steve. Did you talk to Steve? I don't know. Maybe. Congratulations, um, Steve. You know what? I can find out. I have his card in my wallet. Oh. They also won Best Female Bartender for Hannah. Congratulations. In the triad. Wow. And they also had Best Beer Selection in Guilford County. Okay, what's the category? Like, what What are the, what, what, what's the criteria in the category? I don't know. Like, does Steve work out? Maybe he's just very social. Maybe. Maybe no, I am. Um, I I had David. You talked to Dave, yeah. Yeah, I talked to David. Dave and Amy. Looks like you got paddled. It says Mm -hmm. get paddled. Get paddled. You did. Yeah. He brought this beer in. Mm -hmm. The more I drink this, just tiny little taste, Mm -hmm. the more peanut I get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is nice. Very nutty. Are you a fan of the honey peanut butter? I I you know I've never actually like had it. Um, and I've heard of people doing like peanut butter honey sandwiches, Mm -hmm. uh, but I've only had it in beer form and it's great. Skippy makes up honey peanut butter. So my sister-in-law, that's her favorite. She likes that honey peanut butter. I'm not a fan. I don't know if this is a thing. I'm a peanut butter purist. I just want peanut butter. Oh yeah. I just want that. I had Reese's for breakfast Oh, definitely creamy. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to turn it down, but I will take the creamy though. Yeah. Yeah. history i've got research i had to figure out what was i going to do on this one yeah and i was looking at all the tap signs because they were all hand drawn it looked like with chalk maybe or something like that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. well the one for this beer had winnie the pooh's head stuck in a honey jar (laughs) (laughs) and i thought okay let's let's get into this because i know it's kind of it's been in the the zeitgeist if you will totally of late because it the copyright thing came off or mm-hmm. whatever so now it's in the public domain right on. and uh you can do whatever you want with winnie the pooh um there's a horror movie coming out yes. or maybe it's already been out about winnie the pooh mm-hmm. as long as you don't put the red shirt on him that's a disney thing yep you mm. can kind of do whatever you want to do with Winnie. There's a comic book series, independent comic book owner company mm-hmm. that does a Do You Poo 
series. Oh. And they have ripped off, ripped off. They have homaged every, sure. like, every famous comic book cover known to man. Yeah. That, yeah, so Do You Poo has, or, yeah. <laughs> so, this is, it's out there. It's going on. So, I thought, okay, we'll, we'll talk about this. Yep. So, I read a couple articles, and uh, I'm going to try to weave it all together for us. But, in the New York Public Library, right now, currently, in a cage... In the children's book section of the library, okay. there are these stuffed animals, and that is a young pig, a donkey, a tiger, a kangaroo, and a bear, and they've been in there for over 100 years. Wow. So these stuffed animals have been there a long time, and they are the inspiration for the characters uh, of the story of the book. A.A. Milne's yes, inspiration. Yes, you knew that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So here's a little story for us. In 1928, the book comes out, The House mm-hmm. on Pooh Corner. Mm-hmm. little backstory on him. He was a World War I soldier, a veteran. And he came back, little, they called it shell shock back then. We would call it PTSD. PTSD. Now. Um, but he lived in London. And when he got back from the war, he's kind of like, I got to get out of the city. Mm-hmm. Takes his wife and his son. And they move out to the country. And they have a forest out there, woods, as they would call it. A hundred acre? Yeah, maybe. Wow. And they walk around out there. And before he went to the war, he was an essayist, a humorist, and a magazine editor. Okay. So think of him as like a British Mark Twain. Okay. That, that hmm. style of stuff. And then when he comes back from the war, he mostly writes plays. He's kind of like all grown up. You know, he's like, I've seen some shit. Yep. Time to, time to write about the human psyche and whatnot. Yeah. Um, his only kid was named Christopher Robin. <laughs> and that's for real. His nickname was Billy Moon. I like Christopher Robin better. Billy Moon. Yeah. yeah. Why? I don't know. But that's how it works. All right. You never know. So him and his son would walk around in the, in the woods or whatever. And, and he had seen these characters someplace. And he started telling his kid stories. That's what he liked to do was just sure. tell them stories or whatever. And they'd walk in the forest or whatever in the woods. So his kid tell, he said, hey, dad, tell me a story or whatever. And this sure. is the story. And he wrote it down because he liked it. And in December 25th, so on Christmas Day, 1925, this story comes out. The House on Pooh Corner, basically, mm-hmm. um, is, comes after this. So this is the first time it's in print. And it's in the London Evening News, so like the newspaper. And we talked about that, I think it was around like Dickens. Remember when he, we yeah. talked about him coming here and doing yep. readings and stuff? Yep. It was kind of like that. So it got published in the paper so a lot of people could read it. And it, the story was called The Wrong Sort of Bees. Mm. And it's basically the Disney version. So he wants to get some honey. He sees there's bees in the tree. He rolls around in the mud. He gets a balloon. He floats up there and he gets stuck. He can't get the honey and he's upset. Mm. And... Have you ever seen that movie, Dolan? That Disney? Yes, I actually I yeah. have seen okay. that one. So that's that's the story. Yep. And it's uh, he made up a song in the book, and I think that's what's translated into the the movie as mm-hmm. well. And it gets to be pretty popular. Mm-hmm. And there's a call for him, like, hey, we we would like some more of these stories, please. So he starts working on that. Teens up with this guy named Ernest H. Shepard, who's the illustrator. Okay. So if you've ever seen the book, if you've got any copies of the book. And in the movie, too, the illustrations kind of come off the page of the book. He's yep. turning the page, and you see the drawings. Those are from this guy. And they bonded um, really well because they were both veterans. So they kind of got along for that. They mm. kind of understood each other. 
and the drawings they said were like innocent of a child but there's some underlying like darkness and melancholy which is true of the stories and the some of the characters eeyore and whatnot eeyore, right yeah absolutely and like everything's kind of not working out for everybody Even there's always Piglet problems a yeah. little bit right yeah yep so there's always like some kind of underlying darkness hmm. maybe that's why i like it um so those guys get along and the the pictures the illustrations really set off the stories and it makes it even more popular so it's kind of like the harry potter of its day it takes over yep 1926 the book was first published um in england it sold 32,000 copies, which is a lot. Uh, 150,000 when it finally gets to the United States. So that's pretty good. It gets popular. Um, they're like the inspiration for the, the boy, the human. Christopher Ooh. Robin is his son. Hey, you know what would be cool? Let's take him around and uh, show him off. Let's do public appearances. Let's do signings. Let's do pictures. Let's do interviews. Let's do whatever we can with this kid to hype up the book. And at first he liked it. And then he didn't. Mm. And he got bullied at school and he got called all the names and all that sort of thing. Sure. And uh, he finally was like, I'm, I got to get out of this shadow. I got to do my own thing. I got to be a man. Uh, I'm going to go fight in this thing called World War II. And his dad's like, don't do it. I'm a veteran. It sucked. Mm-hmm. It's messed me up. Don't go. I'm doing it anyway, dad. Oh, no. So he goes and he fails the physical test or whatever. He had some problem. And he becomes Captain America? And yes, no, oh. Captain Kangaroo. No, oh. that's a different thing too. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, hey dad, uh, you've got some weight. Can you write a letter to the military and see if you can get me in? And he's like, uh, fine. So he does. Mm. And he gets in, gets in the military and he goes to, I think it was Italy, maybe. Okay. Had, he, got, he got blasted with some shrapnel. He got concussion. He got hurt. Mm. He was in the hospital a long time. Got like something cut open his guts, and he barely barely survives. Oh, but he but he does survive. That's better than I thought. The story yeah. was going to go. So okay. then, like he gets a little bit later on, he comes back home, and he kind of like comes to grips with his fame, if you will, mm-hmm. and his dad, and uh, it kind of ends up being a sort of a happy ending for him. But he was really pushing against it most of his adult life, kind of like. The voice actor for Charlie Brown. Okay. Dude's always in trouble lately. And he's old now. Mm-hmm. But he's he's been the voice of Charlie Brown his whole life. And he it's a hard thing to live up to, I think. So, right, right. Similar to him. Um, now, as of currently, they've sold 20 million copies of the Pooh stories. Wow. There's only a few. There's not a lot of them. It's no. not like he wrote 50 or 100 of these things. Um, it's been in 50 languages. It's never been out of print since 1926. So it's always, you can always get it. Wow. Um, and in 1958, it was the only book ever that was in the Latin language to be on the New York Times bestseller list. No kidding. Was Winnie the Pooh. Huh. So that's, that's what Latin. I got for us. Yeah, in, in Latin. Latin. Yeah. So who was buying Latin in the 50s? I don't know. That was, I think there was like a craze. Catholics. Then maybe. Yeah. I guess they knew it, right? Yeah. I took Latin a little bit in high school. Yeah. So... Uh-huh. I couldn't, I don't think I could read Traditional Catholic Mass was in Latin until yeah. like the, sometime in the 70s, Yeah, late it? 70s, I oh, think. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But that's that's what I found. I thought it was interesting. I think there's a movie kind of about this with um, Ewan McGregor. There is. I, I mean, I something about Christopher Robin or mm-hmm. something like that. Hmm. Yeah. But th- yeah. I think it's it's interesting to me 
that the characters that I watched a lot as a kid, like that was a real kid. That was his name. Mm-hmm. And he had seen these toys and the dad just put it all together one day and yep. made a story and it got popular. And it's as someone who reads books to kids every night at yeah. my house. Yeah. That seems to be the way it works. Like, um, parents make up a story and it's good enough. Yeah. And it's, you need one idea or one character. It gets popular enough and you can make mega bucks yeah. on, on children's books, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're, I know, we're into that right, like a lot in my house right now. That's Ryan was like that with his kids for a long time. Was like, tell us, tell me a story about a dragon or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, so his his older kids growing up, he would just make up stories mm-hmm. or whatever. I w- with the girls, it was a little bit different. With Riley and Scarlett, it was different. But with Maddox, it was all Star Wars. Yeah, like, it was. Yeah. It was always like, read me a Star Wars book or, or sure. whatever. So we've done. I mean, we've read the gamut of all the books that you can have mm-hmm. the classics mm-hmm. that i had or even like my mom had growing up were all the way up into like the bad guys which was a popular movie now um mm-hmm. any of those sort of books we're, we're kind of have dipped our toes into them but this is one that stands the test of time and i think everybody's at least seen it or knows about who it is Did, has it has it lived because it, it, there aren't a ton of them, right? There's only there's only a finite number of, mm-hmm. of poo stories, and that's it. I think yeah. so. I'm, I'm, I know the Disney thing has helped. Sure. But also before these movies, it was still popular, and people were reading them, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. it's it, like, it can't be all of it, yeah. because those action. movies were in the 70s. Live action was pretty good, too. The newer one? The, the oh, newer yeah. one, yeah. 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 Zoe I mean, Deschanel was in uh, did the soundtrack of the newest animated Winnie the Pooh version. Mm-hmm. That was nice. I, I don't have I don't have an appetite for the the uh, the violent poo the new one or yeah. whatever like the uh, or whatever that's just yeah. not that's not my thing but I, I I could see why people would right I mean yeah. that, that makes sense to me yeah I guess yeah people like to be scared yeah. and they like things that they're familiar with yep. and you put a twist on it and it's different mm-hmm. and interesting and I'm yeah. sure it'll get some clicks and some views oh I'm sure Winnie yeah. the Pooh is actually like huge for my wife's childhood. Yeah, like she is a Winnie the Pooh fan. Oh, okay. absolutely loves them. Uh, has books, knows all the stories. Um, in high school, like I bought her a Winnie the Pooh hat once. Mm. She should be on this episode. Yeah, yeah totally. She could. She could talk. What's her favorite character? Uh, Pooh is it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like him because he just never gives up. Yeah. Even though he probably should. True. He's like. He's kind of like a Charlie Brown character where always bad stuff's <laughs> happening to him. But a lot of time it's because he is doing it himself. Yeah. Charlie Brown like was bullied, I feel like, in the stories yeah. and stuff. And Winnie totally the Pooh was. is just like, man, I'm hungry. Oh my God. <laughs> How am I going to get some food? <laughs> and then stuff happens. I, yeah. I guess I'm a Piglet fan. I like Piglet too. Piglet's good. Yeah. yeah. I like Owl. Yeah. Um, Owl's yep. cool. Because he's smart. But if you actually listen to what he's saying, it's all wrong. Yeah, the oh, stuff that he really? says, yeah, but he sounds smart. But he doing, and everybody it. believes him. Absolutely, oh, and that's fine. You can get yeah. away with that, even with with people when you talk to them. So I think when I, like I was that. a kid, Tigger was like my go to. Huge, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I think as I've grown older, Piglet, uh, I like Eeyore a lot. Yeah. Uh, Outside of Christopher Robin, Piglet yeah. is the voice of reason for Pooh. Yeah. Right. Yes. I mean, yep. that's, he's very tentative, and yep. mm-hmm. yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's like a guarded and yeah Yeah. piglet is who everybody should listen to but nobody does Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, Piglet is uh, man. I go back to and this was years. This was a, a while back. We had a podcast about movies and we did Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was uh, it was it was uh, Ben Affleck's character in Goodwill Hunting who was the voice of reason. Like everybody needed that friend. Like that, he was the guy. No matter how drunk or stupid or how much he wanted to fight, like he was yeah. the friend that would always like give him the like. This is the real story. Sure, this is what's really happening. Yeah, kind of deal. Hmm. Hmm. I never oh. thought about it. Yeah, we went deep into the Winnie the, Winnie Pooh, the Pooh characters. Pooh. Yeah, as adults, well, I mean, we got a honey bear like this. Like no one says honey like Winnie. Yeah, that's right. You know what's weird is the more I drink it, the peanut butter goes away and I get more honey. Yeah. It's interesting. As it warms yeah. up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we allowed to open that other candle? Yeah, go for okay. it. Damn right. I'm I'm for a reason. You know, I'm we haven't even talked about the brewery. So you talked to Dave. Yes, I talked to Dave. So Dave and Amy. So husband that and wife. That must be couple. his wife. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I didn't meet his wife. Just Dave. And yeah. then Patrick Water. Water, Waterson, Water. Okay. I, I keep wanting to add a T. Waterson. Okay. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. A D. It's Waterson. Okay. Uh, they're the founders of the brewery. Yes. Um. And I think. Uh. So Dave is the brewer mm-hmm. and owner. Yep. Um. I don't. I think Amy helps in the back in the brewer room. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the other guy, Patrick. You said his name is. Patrick. I didn't know his name until today. Yep. Um, he, I think is the money guy or the, some sort of accounting guy. Do you know why? I don't know why. He was a PA, is a PA. So oh, okay. he's a physician's assistant for 25 years. Wow. So he has, and here's tie back to us, right? Tie mm-hmm. back to healthcare staffing. Uh, he's been a PA for 25 years. And so during that time he's amassed yeah. some, you know, so, and so he was the money behind it in the beginning. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, it's funny because he, he, Dave did talk about him, mm-hmm. um, quite a bit when I, when I was talking to him, he said, uh, that they probably wouldn't have a hazy IPA on the board if it weren't for him. Oh. Um, and then the other thing that he said was, uh, oh my gosh, I'm, bl- I'm drawing a blank now, but yeah, he said that. There probably wouldn't be a, a hazy IPA on the board if it weren't for him. Interesting, That's which is style. interesting. Yeah, that that that, that is like mm. his beer. Oh, the other thing was, um, I asked him when I got there. I was like, "Hey, you know, I've never been here. Just here, my wife's doing the market thing." Uh-huh. Uh He totally understood what the market was. He's like, "Yeah, this, the whole town does." <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was like, "I asked him, well, what's your flagship beers? You know, I I want to make sure I get those in my flight." just to try everything. Um, and he's like, you know, actually we don't have any, um, every beer that we originally made that made this whole thing is gone. Um, because as they started the brewery, uh, with those, with those beers and people are like, Oh, this is pretty good. He started doing other things and other things. And then nobody would drink the original beers. Oh, and he was like, well, looks like none of those make sense anymore. Hmm. Um, so, he would he was like you know the one that the one that everybody drinks is farmer's daughter that's the one that everybody likes interesting and that's the american ipa yep so they had the thing on the website that was called the paddler's pick i wrote this down too and i i think this part is fascinating you put it in the comments on the social media and they pick it and they yep. make that beer interesting that's cool that's yeah. really cool like we'd really like you to make a whatever doesn't yeah. even yeah a yeah. belgian a belgian yeah. style mm-hmm. fine we'll do that okay we want you to make a red ale 
Okay. Yeah. Makes sense if they're so free with their, you know, uh-huh. most place, places have those flagship beers locked down. Yeah. yeah. They would never change it or touch it. And then these guys are just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> well, and then the other thing is, is uh, he had a Doppelbach on tap yeah. that I tried. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is like the best Doppelbach I've ever had because I don't really like them. And yeah. this one, I was like, give me another one, you oh, know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, like this is supposed to be just a traditional Doppelbach or like, what did you do to it? And he's like, um, actually, we thought this was going to go old. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, and as the older it got, like the more people liked it. The so like, it got. Hmm. Oh. like hit the secret for his Doppelbach, I guess, is aged it a little bit. Just yeah. let it be. Yeah. Well, that's how it's supposed to be, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, just really, really cool how down to earth he was and like how uh, transparent he was with his beers too. Like there was one beer where he's like, it's all right. You know, you're not going to like it, but people that good. make beer that they're tough, man. Yeah. I, there's nothing better than when you go to a place like, what do you like? Okay. I'm thinking about this. And they say, no, <laughs> yeah, don't order that. Exactly. You should get this. This is what I eat. This is what I drink uh-huh. here instead. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you I'll better listen. That. Cause it's usually yeah. right. Absolutely. Yeah. And he basically was like, yeah, it was an experiment. Um, I think some people like it. He's like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. like, All right. Man. Cool. Honesty. I can't even remember what beer it was that we talked about, but I mean, I had them all. I ended up having them all just a taster of them all. Right. Of so. course. Cause you were working. Yeah. 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 He's working hard. Is that on an expense report that you have to fill out still? Oh, or? I had to redo the entire... No, oh, I'm just boy. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can't read it when I was done. <laughs> no, it was, it was really cool. And it was really... Um, Dave does a really good job of making you feel comfortable. Uh, nice. You know, didn't know the guy. A lot of people that came in actually was their first time in there too. I'm I noticed. sure it was, you were like a lot of folks that day. Huh? Yeah. Oh. And um, uh, they were all... Everybody was talking. By the... I was there for maybe an hour and a half, two hours tops maybe, and I had already had a conversation with everybody around me. So oh, nice, yeah. know your audience, right? I mean, you yeah. understand these people are coming back year after year after year, or every yeah. six months in this case. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's every so yeah, twice a year. I gotta go see Dave. And plus, the neighborhood's gotta have something to do, right? So yeah. exactly, hmm. yeah. It, there was a couple locals in there, um, and even they were like, "Oh, let me try the pumpkin beer." I don't know. You know, hmm. and they would drink it. They had this, uh, he had this chili beer on tap that I for sure drank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he said he was, he used like a hundred pounds of jalapenos and. Was that the tangerine heat? Yes. And, yeah. and like whatever he said, how mm-hmm. many pounds of tangerines, that one was really good. Hmm. Really good. good. It was more tangerine than heat. But Interesting. It's good. See, that would be nice. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. citrus and then yeah. a little heat at the end. I, and there's nothing better than when you can actually talk to the to the brewer, right? And you yeah. understand uh-huh. the 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 impetus behind whatever yep. you know that the brewing process there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really thought this would be go well with this or whatever. Like that. That's, yeah, that's super fascinating. I think it's to me. fun because nobody's brewing on accident. No, no right? right? It's not like oh, I needed a job. I guess I'll be a beer brewer. Yep. It's like a passion for everybody that's doing that job, mm-hmm. I would feel like. Right, 99% mm-hmm. of people. So it's kind of cool to see them and talk to them and yeah. pick their brain. Yeah. I like it. Uh, okay, so you know I love TripAdvisor. Yes. There were zero reviews for this place on TripAdvisor. <laughs> zero. It's only been open a year, you said, right? Yeah, only a year. I'm, yeah. I think he was... 
I cannot remember. I need to like take notes when I talk to brewers and stuff. But um, especially if you're having all their beers, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, I want to say he was brewing a little bit before, um, and that's why I'm confused about like if the name came before or after the actual brewery opened or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and uh, he like he he i guess he already had like sort of a process or whatever but i'm mm. i'm not entirely sure i i'm just i was surprised there were no reviews on, pre- yeah. on TripAdvisor. so next best thing uh-huh i went to google oh, yeah okay. like everybody puts reviews on google right yeah sure uh, there were a handful or okay. whatever 87 87 reviews on google oh wow what's for, normal would you say um you know for a year that's actually pretty good okay that's really good for a year yeah i mean a year it'd be hard to get like 10 yeah oh you know? okay yeah uh 4.8 uh out, out of five, five. Oh, out of five that's pretty uh, good and there were no bad reviews i went and looked yeah. there were no bad reviews it's the type of place if you have a bad beer i would still leave it a good review because it was just a good time yeah it really was that makes a difference i expected totally does i expected to just go listen to football work and like get a couple beers and have nobody yeah. talk to nobody sure. nothing just do your thing but you then had like fun. yeah i had fun like i just hmm. was talking to randos about football and like you're like yep i'm still a packer fan yeah mm-hmm. which is crazy because that's the review yeah. so the review is uh, her name's Kristen knee she wrote it a year ago had a great time i'm not a beer drinker but i found a couple beers that i loved four to be exact if you're <laughs> not a beer drinker like me give them a try you mm-hmm. won't regret it they also offer a great cider and a spike seltzer. Oh yeah, I forgot about. So, um, well, first off, he was just really good at like, um, again, making you comfortable. But like, he was really good. The guy next to me had the tangerine heat, and he wasn't too sure. He's like, oh, peppers in a beer, you know. And you could tell that he wasn't a craft beer drinker at sure. all. Like he was just there to yeah, hang out or whatever. Yeah. yeah, right. And um, he's like, look, I made this with this many pounds of peppers, this many pounds of tangerines. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. Uh, would you like to try a sample? You know, and he'd like sample it and he'd be like, see, it's like he would explain to them like mm-hmm. what it is and where he comes from as a brewer. Um, and then you could just tell the guy was like, I don't know, more into the process sure. than the beer. Well, you get some ownership. When yeah. you know right. more about it, right. you've got some knowledge, you've yeah. got, you've got yeah. more buy-in. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what it was. Like, I would ask him, you know, why is this sour so good? He's like, you know, we made it with pomegranates, and, and the pomegranate just completed this beer. Like, we never mm-hmm. would have thought, you know, pomegranates of all things, you know? Oh, that would have been a pain. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, it, I really, really enjoy the fact that he not he wasn't just a beer tender he was a wealth of knowledge too like a teacher that makes Correct. some of the best breweries though mm-hmm. it totally yeah. does yeah yeah that changes your experience it did it did it did and it was cool he would you know how are we doing over there dolan like first name basis oh, you know man. are you gonna go back oh yeah yeah oh yeah awesome. yeah we're going I'll twice a year <laughs> yep. yeah all right bring us back another one and we'll do this again in six months then yeah so heck yeah Untapped, 36 check-ins. <laughs> this wow. is not a beer town. 36. Yeah, that's it. Which is wild because North Carolina is a beer, beer state, state. Right? Yeah. Next to Colorado. I Up and comer. Okay, here's the thing. If in two years or a year from now I see this name on the Great American Beer Fest medal list, mm-hmm. I will not be disappointed. I will yeah. not be surprised yeah. at all. 
at all. This beer is, it's good. I yeah. Mean, it started out good, but it's growing on me. It yeah. is. It totally is. Yep. Mm. Yeah. There was a little peanut butter, like, punch in the nose for a second. Uh-huh. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I see what you're going for here. But not sweet. Nope. I mean, the honey's there, and you get that flavor, too, but mm-hmm. it's not, yep. like, like candy. Nope. Yeah. No. And, and here is my thought process. I was going to bring back the farmer's daughter, because mm-hmm. that that's kind of, like, what their current flagship is and, and what everybody kind of likes, um, according to David. And um, I thought, well, it's, you know, it's fall. We got to get, like, something sweet yeah. and yeah. something nutty and kind of reminds me of, like, We've had this peanut butter conversation before. You yeah. know we're both fans, mm-hmm. so yeah. this is a good choice. You yeah. did well. 36 check-ins. Where do you think we land on this? This is going to be tough. <laughs> you know, it doesn't sound like it's a beer town at all. Yeah, no. So I don't, the people that... All right, here's, I'm going to talk myself into it. The people that actually have untapped in this town mm-hmm. yep. are happy that there's a place that they can check in beers exactly. at this place. Absolutely. Yeah. So I feel like this is going to be a 4.19. I'm going 382. 395. Mm-hmm. Right in between there. Yeah. Wow. Not surprised whatsoever. Yeah. It's a four all day long as a peanut butter style beer. Yeah, that's a four. And you don't get a lot of peanut butter that's not in a stout. I mean, no. right. very rarely. You, yep. you might get one or two, but. I think I checked into maybe seven or eight beers there that mm-hmm. day. Just tasters and whatever. So. And then, nice. and then he pocket dialed me later. And like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did have a full pour of the Doppelbach. That was really good. Well, I mean, if it's that good, yeah. you have to. That, yeah. Throwback to a, a, an episode we did not too long ago. Uh, I was in Houston. I had the Crawford Bach again. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that one? Yeah, yeah. I drank so much of that. One, because I was like three blocks from Minute Maid Park. Sure. So it was just all Astros fans all the time. Yeah, well, which as was it was, the World Series, yeah. Stupidly annoying. But man, I drank <laughs> so much Crawford Bach. It was so good. Oh my goodness, it was good. Yeah. Every place I went, that, yeah. yep, I'll just take that. Did, that's fine. I'll take that. Mm. Well, and I talked to, to, to Dave some more, and, you know, I was like, you know, North Carolina, it's. Well, because I was telling him, like, it's kind of crazy there is no brewery here because North Carolina, they've got a ton of breweries, mm-hmm. like, all over the place. And his kind of um, dig or, or something, if you will, is like, yeah, we have a lot of breweries, but we're not Colorado. Not every <laughs> not every brewery makes good beer, mm, you that's know? That's true. And yeah. I'm like, that's true. Like, yep. yeah. you can go to any brewery in Colorado and get a really good beer, yeah. you know? Yeah, true. Uh his opinion in North Carolina, you cannot. So that's his that's his goal. Yeah. He wants to make good beer. Well, they won Brewery of the Year. Yeah. yeah. First year. There so you go. There you are. There's nothing wrong with having a little chip on your shoulder. Yep. Right? There's yeah. nothing wrong with that at all. All right. Uh, next couple of weeks, stouts, please. Yes? Stouts? Okay. All right. Okay. You really had to talk me into it i really don't know what's next on the list so dolan knows <laughs> oh dolan I, knows. I have no idea i just i'm praying for stouts i, I want to we do have some stouts coming up it's yeah. cold right yeah. i mean it's time it's starting to get cold it's I, gonna be in the 30s all week next yep. week i didn't wear a jacket this morning and i regret it bad idea mm-hmm. yeah bad idea so until then we're not going anywhere for a while let's have another beer Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.